This is Earspoon, your home for the shit you're thinking anyway. Hey everybody, this is Fish. So am I. You are not. I'm trying. You can't be. I emulate you. You can't. Well, then we're going to have to hold you down and shave your head and take off that communist hat you wear. (laughs) <laughs> All, right. So, All right, fair enough. That's the price I pay for greatness. <laughs> that's what you, to walk a mile in my shoes, you must change your hat. I've smelled your shoes. I'm not getting near that. This is the Ear Spoon, and welcome to it. Uh, edition number whatever. I don't know. We've been at this a while now. A million. A about million, a million. A million. And we're getting a little lazy. We missed last week. You know, needed a week off. Yeah. Uh, on account of you broke your leg or something. <laughs> yeah. uh, broken bones are legit. Broken, so. <laughs> that's a legit reason to miss a podcast. A broken leg. Yeah. So we're glad to see you up and around. Yeah, you and me both. Yeah. Jeepers. Yeah, and, uh, and, and you know, we talked about you meeting your deductible, so it's like Hooray. free health care for the rest of the year. Uh, the, meeting the deductible is a very bittersweet celebration. <laughs> like, hooray, I've paid lots and lots of money while paying monthly. Now I don't have to pay any more. Except for the monthly. And the year is over. Right. <laughs> Funny how that Starting works. Starting over, people. Fun how that works. Oh, my God. Hey, well, the Ear Spoon is brought to you by Mocha Joe's. Uh, they make that uh, what we like to call coffee. It's in this cup right here. It is. Here, hold it up to the microphone. See that? Delicious. You should smell it. Very, uh, it, it's very fair trade smelling. There you are. It mm-hmm. smells of fairness. It does. That's, that's the kind of that's kind of brew they do, and that's the kind of brew we support. Mm. Found at mochajoes.com. Right. All right. So today, uh, in the small bucolic um, place where we live, mm-hmm. we have a problem called poverty. Maybe you've heard of it. I'm not familiar. Tell me more. All right. So this whole poverty thing uh, creates a subculture of uh, the tribe called the marginalized. Mm. All right. Mm -hmm. So and with the marginalized tribe, uh, they often are viewed by the people who are not marginalized and not poor as the freeloaders Mm. who live in the society to basically freeload. Mm -hmm. You heard of this? Uh, yes. So you, I'm familiar with Tell this. me when you want to leave the panic room, which we call the <laughs> Earspoon Studio, and uh, and we'll let you go. Uh, so I recently penned a column uh, because there is an unsightliness that comes along with it. Uh, what has happened is these people have no place to live, so they'll congregate in some of the public spaces. And some of those public spaces are very public spaces and outside of beloved buildings. And, and uh, quite frankly, they're, they're interfering with the fine aesthetics that are created in our small bucolic uh, town called Brattleboro. I might challenge you on that, but let's continue. What, the beauty of downtown Brattleboro? Or? Well, there, I forget what word you used, but there was a, a, despo- a despoiling or, or a, um, they're wrecking the, the bucolicness nature i i guess i kind of feel like well as long as i'm st- talking i might as well continue <laughs> yeah i was gonna just hit you have a run. microphone too <laughs> i know but i wanted you to finish your point but here's yeah. what i'll say it's now that i've interrupted you uh these are our neighbors too yeah and, and you know trust me when i say rich or poor there are people there are people walking about they make me go oh, really dude yeah. <laughs> but and you and, know. and they, they tend to honestly be for me mm-hmm. the people that are not poor yeah that make me a little bit more cringe yeah. Cringe a little bit more, <laughs> but there's but, room for everybody, is what but I'm trying to the, say. The, the point, the point that I was uh, I was going to make before I so freaking Rude. rudely interrupted, <laughs> interrupted. Yeah. Uh, was that the visual of it is is uh, often unpleasant. 
Um, the visual of it, if you are not a poor person, then uh, the visual of poverty is is unpleasant. If you are not a homeless person, if you have a home, then the visual of homelessness is unpleasant. It's not a pleasant thing mm-hmm. to see that. So sometimes we often have a visceral reaction when we see these things. And I have a visceral reaction sometimes because they you'll go down to these public spaces and they're there and they're making noise and then there's other people who kind of glom into this, which um, there there's the street element who have homes, who come down to deal drugs, and then they all get lumped into the to this whole big yeah. this whole big convenient convenient pile of of uh, of nothing nice mm-hmm. right so uh whereas maybe 10 of the people hanging out are all legitimately homeless and have no place to go mm-hmm. um then there's maybe two or three people down there who are just sort of well you know taking advantage of that situation and 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 mis- mixing in doing their drug deals and doing whatever and and so those are the people that I have the problem with, not the people who are homeless. And when mm-hmm. I wrote my column, I think it got it got a little out of control because I kind of said, well, maybe we need to kind of govern this a little bit more. Maybe we need to write legislations. I mean, we all do. If we are going out and we are going to picket, if we're going to protest, we're going to do this. We have to file a paper with the uh, town that says we need a permit to do this. How come they don't need a permit? Well, it's not it's not that simple, mm-hmm. um, and and that's part of my frustration is finding finding the the simple solution to a problem that is not a simple. There's no simple solution to it. Certainly not. I have um and I and I said this to you earlier, and I put this in. Uh, I did a little kind of a rebuttal to my column that will be coming out uh, this week at, uh, with regards to the last week, saying I don't have a problem with poor people. I don't have a problem with homeless people. I have a problem uh, that is much more systemic than that. I have a problem with them walking this path, but I have a bigger problem with them being provided the path to walk on by the way we seem to govern our nation. Does that make sense? It does, but let me ask for clarification. When you say provided the path, you don't mean given services. You mean the creation no, of poverty. No, I, I, I mean I mean the 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 culture that creates the marginalized individual mm, uh, that allows okay. that to happen. Yeah, very that, different. Yeah. That you know, so that is I'm saying. So it's they 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 they're forced to walk on this path, mm-hmm. uh, and by our government and by our you know by the voting powers that voting citizens have, they perpetuate that path, and and then we get mad at them yep. for being in this situation. Right. You know, it's like watching a and, and, and pardon this and I don't mean any anything by it, but have you ever watched like a, a really obese person eat and the people around them often will be mad at that person for eating. You know, mm. so it's this weird thing that we sort of, you know, we, we put uh, them up, you know, it's so I this, see what you're saying. this um, you know, you'll get mad at people for not doing something to help themselves. Well, it's not it's not that simple. It doesn't everybody has certain markers that that determine and, and that push you down a path. Uh, what was the bumper sticker I saw the other day was they saying uh, taking drugs is a choice. Uh, yes. It, Until you're addicted, it, it is a choice, right? It is a choice, but yeah. when uh, you know, and and all the 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 mitigating circumstances that come to you being hooked on o- opioids, which helps feed this problem of homelessness, mm-hmm. all right, which will put somebody out on the street because uh, now they have this disease called drug addiction. Mm. So that's a lot to unpack, but let me try this uh, from a from the larger umbrella notion. Uh, one, 
I, we've talked about this plenty, but this idea of othering, of like saying, well, those people or that subset of people, X, Y, Z, that's, I think, where danger starts. And we, we don't name people, et cetera. I think what we're looking at for solution here is saying, why can't we get these people to behave differently? Right. Is different from how come we can't undo a system that creates this in our in our culture and in our community. Right. Because what we're looking at is one of the many horrifying sub-symptoms of predatory capitalism. Mm-hmm. If people earned enough, if, if living in a house, in, in a building was more affordable, a lot of ifs, if the cost of being alive wasn't so expensive, if people had access to training, if people had access to mental health services, if people had health care the way they should, lots of ifs, we would be talking about a very different culture, a very different country, a very different community. Right. So here we are trying to say, hey, symptom, why the hell are you being a symptom when we're not saying, hey, disease, why are you producing these symptoms? Right. And what we don't want to face, and which is easier to do, just like uh, scapegoating has always been the case, Mm -hmm. uh, we don't want to look at the larger issue. It's a lot more complicated and requires more of our attention, and it requires undoing some of the fundamental institutions of this country which many people identify with. The truth of the matter is what we're learning in early 21st century America is a lot of the mythology that has been propagated and pushed upon us is simply not true. Right. And many of the ways that people have survived in this nation, some prosper, of course, but many don't. And we're seeing the numbers of those who don't increase. Right. We're seeing those with absolute wealth. uh, Those numbers increase as well. The disparity is obvious. When people present in our town or any town, USA, addicted or not addicted, homeless or not homeless, but poverty being obvious as it is, we say, I wish I didn't have to see that. Right. When in fact, the truth of the matter is we should be seeing more of it and we should make it more obvious. I'm not saying there should be more homeless people. Right. No, no. I know I know what you're saying. We right. should be we should be a little bit more woke to the fact yeah. that these people are there and that they are part of the fabric of of what makes up this this community. Um I was uh, I, I was having to kind of talk back or talk down somebody who was who took umbrage with my column just recently from last week mm. and and you know I get it there was just you know people tend to read and hear what they want to hear out of everything and I was going to write a retort to the column I'm saying listen so I'm not your scapegoat here that yeah. what we have is a very uncomfortable problem all right. We what used to happen was our homeless used to hide and we didn't have to look at them and they were tucked behind a building where we never saw them and nobody ever went or we could very easily avoid. Now they are right there in front of us in places that we want to go. So they present themselves to us every day. Right. Yet we get mad at them. And and sometimes I'm I, I'm I'm gonna put my hand up and say I get mad at them Me because too. they're loud and Me they're too. doing things and, and there's you know they're there you feel threatened because you don't know what the behavior is now. Now I can tell you that if there are 15 people hanging out there, I know the three that I'm just going to be wor- worry of. The rest of them I know are just basically look. I got to be here because you know what? You go home when you don't know where to be and you sit on your couch. This is my couch. I don't ever have that. <laughs> What's that? What will I do with my time now? It's like I've always. Well, yeah, but you know what I'm saying? what I'm saying. I mean, I'm so just, yeah. um, you know, I was I was talking with somebody else who said, you know what? And all the shit that you see that's strewn all over the place. You know what? I have shit too. I just keep it in my garage. <laughs> you know, and I mean that, yep. and that that that's a very real. Uh, a very real way to look at it. It's just this shit is uncomfortable to look at. And good. 
Because it's uncomfortable to live, right. and it's also uncomfortable to see that those of us who, I mean, I've been working since I'm 15 in one yeah. form or another. Um, I've been taking care of myself and you know providing for myself, not well a lot of the time, but providing for myself for decades. Mm-hmm. And so there's it's understandable that there's an element of moralizing that says, hey, I work. Why don't you, why should I give you money for breathing? Right. You know? And on the, on the one hand, the regular me says, yeah, I totally get that. On another hand, I think, thank God that's not me, and I do have some resources, and I don't have to live that life. The question is, how do we repair, uh, I don't want to say broken people. I think that's, in a way, insulting. But, yeah, I but would it, agree with you. It's, but it how do we insulting. give people a leg up to say and enhance what they're doing and to find them train, train, you know, job training, et cetera, but let's also acknowledge there are people in our town and in other towns who simply cannot operate a job right and that has to be okay in our culture can we just say hey okay you suck at working you know but you probably have other skills but even if you don't you deserve some quality of life you know and and i do think there's at a point where if you are on um on uh, on some sort of a thing with services that it's okay for you to kind of pay that back in some way shape or form by doing something that helps what's helping you um, so w- whatever that is, whatever that looks like, I, I don't want to get into the weeds on that because you can you can just go right, down a wormhole right, right. and never return. But uh, and I think it's okay to ask the people you are helping to help. Um, that is something that often doesn't happen. So that is a big that's a big lightning rod thing. And we talked about that a little bit too. Like the lightning rod, by definition, is something that is supposed to ca- capture this this potentially horrific situation and disperse it into the ground so nothing gets hurt. That's right. that's the job of a lightning rod. Right. A lightning rod mm-hmm. now is defined a little differently. It catches the lightning, but it disperses it so it hurts the maximum amount of people now. So there's All right, so it becomes this whole thing like, oh, my God, they're congregating. I'm not going downtown anymore. Well, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll make this argument. I'll make this argument. If you and your family of four could go downtown and eat for $20 for all four, you would probably put up with it. Yeah, right. All right? <laughs> so you would probably that. do that. So don't don't blame something because you think your downtown is too expensive or you think it is whatever right. it is. Because if you could go downtown and clothe your kids for inexpensive, you would you would go down there. You would weather the panhandlers. You would weather yep. the unsightfulness. You would weather that because we had a, uh, a fast food restaurant closed down here. Mm. And there was a lot of uh, nefarious behavior going on in the parking lot. Who are we talking about? The uh, Burger King. Oh, is that why I went down? Yeah, I just thought because it was horrible for people to eat. <laughs> no, that's it. They couldn't come to it. And actually, what closed that particular establishment was some kind of a, a, a something on the business contract end of things. So the guy was mm. like, "Look, I can't afford that. I'm out." So, but there was always, always, always drug deals going on, prostitution in the back. I mean, it had a, it was really kind of this whole thing. But you know what? Hey, I could feed my family for 15 bucks, so I'm going to go. Yeah, right, right, yeah. You know, so I don't completely buy this whole lightning rod blaming the uncomfortableness of the visual as to why you don't go downtown. I don't know why you don't go downtown, but if you don't go downtown, don't blame people. Well, let's that, also be clear. There's there's a, a suggestion uh, of an uptick in crime, uh, but the difference is that we, there have been petty break-ins. There have been a lot of break-ins into cars and things of that nature. Who is responsible is anybody's supposition. Right. But the other piece is there hasn't been a lot of violence or attacks or assaults or any of that stuff. There have been a number of – I know that there was a, a mugging got to be five, six, seven years ago down uh, by the latches. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to say on Flat Street. I remember. Right. I, yeah, yep, and I remember. So, and so, you know, the, again, in any town – 
you can find you know random acts of of violence and 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 crime but largely this is not a threat but people feel threatened sure truth told i you know that i've told you when i i go downtown to escort my gal from mm-hmm. her workplace to her car which is back in the you know kind of in a not so sketchy area, so to speak. Right. Meaning that she's vulnerable as a single woman walking alone. I'm not, you know, playing sexist here. I'm saying it helps to have two people. It, it's, it's, you know, the, 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 in a predatory world, mm-hmm. a single white female walking on, I'm sorry, is, single any female. Yeah. yeah. Is, 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 is the prey. Yep. You know, and, yeah. and, and that, that make that bothers me too. Yeah. And I don't I don't like that we're operating in this world. Now, I have to remind the folks that might be tuning into this podcast uh, of millions this, of folks. The, 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 the 20 million downloads that we had. Million. So this is we're talking about a small community in Vermont, in gentle Vermont. Yes. Right. So. OK, so I am not professing that we are Detroit. No, uh, you know, I'm not professing. There was a T-shirt that said, you know, come. Come to Indiana. We won't shoot that many of you anymore. You know, I mean, so we, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, it meant with tongue in cheek, of course, because, you know, if you go there, they're going to shoot you. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's what they do. It's what they do. Uh, but, you know, I mean, case in point. So this is all happening in in a, in a place that's called the Green Mountain State. In a, in a town of 12,000 people, yeah. a county of 45,000. So. so. So and, I guess just to sort of set the record straight on, on my behalf, it, it, it's not the it, the uncomfortable thing uh, is, is is to have to go down and see this, but the more uncomfortable thing is that we live in a society that allows it to happen. And I would suggest too that you know we are looking at band aid approaches to all kinds of things, from mm-hmm. economies to politics to you know pick your thing. But the the bottom line too is we need a fundamental paradigmatic, if you will, wow, um, yeah. all, you know, alteration Look of how we do things. But the paradigm we're living in is just diseased. And mm-hmm. if we have a culture, these sorts of things, it's not like there's no homelessness or panhandling in other countries. No, you know? I, but it is profound, and this is since Ronald Reagan, most especially. And you can see the income in- inequity that exists in this country has manifestations. It is the people that are on the street it is the people scratching by to try to just get by and i think i'm with you in the other way that says in the both of both of us having served on on a local board uh, to fight homelessness and and to in, encourage wellness for people is to say how can we help people help themselves and how can we have them be effective there's a uh, for uh, groundworks uh, collaborative where we, you are on the board i was on the board um, there's job works, there's food works, there's ways people are trying to create right. actual change that says, how can we give people a sense of purpose, a right. sense of meaning? What know? are we going to do that's going to help them get back right. on their feet? Because I, and I said this during my last storytelling, uh, that I don't think people wake up when they're a kid and go, what do you want to be, Joey, when you grow <laughs> up? I want to be a homeless drug addict. I don't think anybody sets that course for themselves. And to think that something is as simple as a bumper sticker that says taking drugs is a choice, I think is not a fair assessment. Now, there there can be. There's always going to be, even in the most socialized of economies, you're going to have people who are just not going to help themselves. Of course. And and there's nothing that you can do about that. And I get that. And I'm not being unrealistic. And I I understand that, you know, you you shouldn't give guns to crazy people and you shouldn't give alcohol to people who are, uh, you know, addicted to alcohol. Mm -hmm. But it just happens. Yeah. 
Of course. You can't control anything 100%. But again, to, to bring this full circle in a way, when we feel uncomfortable in a place like downtown Brattleboro or, or wherever you are, Paramus, New Jersey, pick your place and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, homeless people or, oh, panhandlers, what have you. I would hope that that would motivate us to push for larger political mm-hmm. change rather than how can we not see this so much? Right. And if it, if your genuine concern is, as I think is the case of most people, is you want these people to have a better uh, – these people is a phrase I try to never use. You want anybody suffering to have a better uh, you don't want them to quality suffer. of life. Exactly you, know, right. you talk about an uncomfortable visual. When my mother was dying from cancer. Do you think that might have been an uncomfortable visual? But mm-hmm. I know that we're fighting like fuckers to try to undo that. Right. You and know? you're and you're not saying let's hide this. Yeah, <laughs> you're saying well, we yeah. have to make the best of this situation, which we all know is grave. Right, and it is a grave situation for too many people in this community and in our, in the state in this country, where they have no opportunity to get a leg up. I was just on Twitter earlier today, and I saw somebody post a, a video of a homeless man. I think it's in Chicago, who was talking about, and he broke down in tears. And he's like, he's panhandling. He says, I apply for jobs. I don't have a phone. They ask for a phone and a callback. They look at me looking like this. They won't hire me. I simply cannot find work, and I'm willing to work. He, you know, clearly he's had some issues, you know, um, and didn't present well, per se. Right. But isn't there room for everybody in, in some form to do a thing? So instead he's shaking a can, a, a cup at people, and, he's, and he breaks down in tears. He says, I'm a human being. And, like, that phrase just hit, hit me. And he died. And he died. And he's another name and another person right. that, that died on the streets. He was talking about finding boxes to sleep in. And if he can get enough money, he can get a room for the night. But in the wintertime, it didn't always happen. And you know the story. We know these stories from right here. Yeah. And multiply that by literal millions of people. And I think, what kind of culture allows this to be so? A sick one. And meanwhile, let's look at what we are spending money on, shall we? Hmm. <laughs> you know, let's look at presidential campaigns. Let's yeah. look at, you know, military spending. Obviously, the places I normally go, it's like if we have literally trillions of dollars, right? Then we have billions enough to create these FDR style programs that says, mm-hmm. "Hey, if you're a living, breathing person, you deserve respect. Exactly. You deserve a home. You deserve food. Let's get you back on your feet." Right. All right. So it seems to be a good place to leave it right there. Let's get you all back on your feet. Yeah. Uh, be uncomfortable with it, but be uncomfortable to a point where you're doing something about it. And I would also say make a human connection with somebody. You yep. know, don't – like I always say – I now say I give my money to Groundworks. I don't give pan, to panhandlers. I, I, I will say – my money is at Groundworks, and that's how I choose to support. Yeah, but, support your local, it's for sure. Right, but you can take a minute. Now, mind you, I'll say this with a little asterisk on it. You can take a minute to make a connection with somebody, a human connection. There are some people in this town that rap on my window before I've gotten out of the car. You know the woman I'm Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, nuh-uh, sorry, you're just not going to get my attention. But, you right. know, I'm saying if, if you can find the humanity in this exchange in one form or another, even a smile, if you, everybody's yeah. got a smile. You know, I, I don't, I, I'm not going to strike up a conversation with everybody. I'm no, not, I am, I'm not. Uh, but I am not also going to be that level of asshole <laughs> that dresses somebody down who's already spent the last God knows how many years being dressed down yeah. by yeah. this culture that we've developed. But if we want to see some change, we can't be band-aiding things. We need to see some fundamental change. And I dare say, and bring this fully political and presidential, I'm back in Bernie's camp. I'm sorry, but I was thinking like, well, maybe you know, maybe his ship has sailed. But if we want to see some revolutionary sort of thinking in this, in this country, and we do, mm-hmm. I think this is the man to get behind. Yep. 
I wouldn't, I, you know, again, if it's if it's got a D in front of its name, I'm voting for it. Yeah, pretty true. I'm not going through another four years of a Trump presidency. Yeah, I'll leave. All right. I've been Fish. And I've been not Fish. And this has been the Ear Spoon brought to you by Mocha Joe's Coffee. Found at mochajoes.com. We'll talk to you next week. Oh, More at the earspoon.com.